Welcome back to BG BG the podcast and part two of our homebrew mini series. I'm Brendan. I'm Logan. I'm Ryan. That's right. Today we are getting into homebrew D and D, and we have a very special guest returning to the show, Ari. Hey everyone, great to be back. Yeah, there, uh, <laughs> so 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 homebrew D and D like that covers a lot for one, uh, not just D and D but RPGs in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like my experience, I didn't like make new classes. Uh, I made items because i did like a great example perry's character in our campaign flargan with stick with stick yep so he, the whole thing of like he had uh, his fighter and when he chose his item he's like well i want a stick i want and then he's like flargan constantly talks i think plank from ed and eddie right uh and i want to clarify a little little warning um a lot of these are going to be personal stories because yep, yeah. um it's the best way to convey this kind of concept yep uh, it's just through this is how it's been done in our own personal games. Yeah, and and that's that's really what homebrew is. It's just tweaking the game or you know for you and your like audience or your your group. Uh, but so stick, I didn't want to, I wanted him to have a magic item because you know as though he levels up, he's a fighter. I was like, well, I'll just make stick magical, and then it's like, Perry's like, can it be sentient? Like, heck yeah! Uh, when the when the party found out it was sentient, Perry had been like knocked out. And uh, Tyler's character picked it up, and Stick started talking to him. He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "He actually talks to the Stick." <laughs> it's not just in his head. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of like a hexblade. Yeah, kind of like hexblade. Uh, the idea is, I stole the, the borrowed. I yeah, I borrowed because uh, in the actual DMG, there's a there's a sentient weapons, and there's like uh, like black blade. There's an elf one that's like so it's like a, a spirit inhabits the blade, and what I did was like. The stick has such a bond with Flargan that as Flargan gets more powerful, stick got more powerful. So he could keep the item with him. Right, it doesn't just go in a backpack. Uh, so so at first it was just a normal quarterstaff that was sentient. Then it became a plus one. And then at, I think by the end of the campaign, it was a plus two instead of a plus one. And it could act as a ring of spell storing, which let him store his signature spell, Thunderous Smite. Uh, cause you know, and that was, that was how Perry, Perry's like, all right, Flargan's going to go both hands on stick, thunderous smite, attack, attack. You, uh, you let me have a magical item. I don't think it was homebrew, but you let me have two yes. shields as a paladin. Yep. yep. Cause you had the, the normal. I went super defense build. Um, yeah. So I went a lot of, cause I was filling in late in this campaign. Yes. Yeah. You came in like, right. Like in the final like, arc, actually. like the last two months, I yep. want to say of that campaign. And, uh, didn't have a lot of healing going on. Right. Um, and so I wanted to be a paladin character, but I specifically chose to be a bad paladin. Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to be a metagame paladin. I loved Melka because every time Melka would try to help somebody, it worked so it, I, Every time I rolled a blessing, a healing, anything like that, not one. So, not one to, every to, time. One of my, so the best story I can tell is the, the child. scraped his knee. The kid who scraped his knee and he, he ro- went to roll medicine and like it was like a four and he just like rubs it around like you'll be okay kid slaps him and yeah. he starts crying uh, the second one is they went to a drow city they're revisiting because uh early in the campaign they had quick side story i had had this whole thing of like they're gonna fight in the drow pits and you know be tempted and i forgot that perry's character was an eldritch knight and just went weapon bond got his weapon back so, you know caused a whole right there was a bunch of like uh deep gnome slaves that he just incited to revel uh rebellion and it was great. I was like, oh, cool. And you were like, well, that was a my bad. I yep. didn't count for that. So you know what happened? When they came back to the city, it was completely destroyed. They had to fight the Drider, who was the old high priestess, you know, because she'd been punished by Lolth for failing. Uh, 
But I remember that you came across some dead bodies and you went to pray over them. Like, uh, let me bless these souls. And you rolled a two. It's like, and the, like there's audible, like the whispers, you know, the damned or something. <laughs> it was like, you, it's just like, definitely these souls were not doing great. Uh, I'm like, wow, I'm so good at my job. Yeah, you're just, I love you're like, I did good, dear. Uh, that was and right. And the rest me. of the party looking at me like. And that's actually, and then up into that led into the homebrew encounter i'd made for there there was a giant zombie spider that was a gift from wolf to the city and because what i did is my party was a bunch of dps machines y'all killed stuff fast was i there for this you were here for this okay uh and so i found i'm like well how do i handle this you know of course you know playing monster smart that's one way a lot more bodies what i did is i took a, so I took the giant spider, made it bigger, gave it more hit points, gave it the zombie thing of when it drops to zero, you could roll a die. But instead, I would just say uh, it would drop and then reset to half. Yeah. Uh, depending on. And now that you half each time? Or yeah. Is it just always and then I half. halved, uh, I halved each time. So the first time was just for free. And then the second time you had to make a con save. Gotcha. And it would half, you know, it half from the half again. Uh, the half halves. Yeah. Yeah. Because the idea is it's deteriorating. But and it was a, uh, it was it was a fun because also you know it's this giant zombie so I got to give it undead I uh, gave it web walking I gave it legendary actions because the idea is like the party is really good at DPS and it's like so I don't want to be like oh y'all are playing the game wrong I'm like well no I'll just make my monsters better at handling DPS right so you made a homebrewed monster mm -hmm. to help set in the campaign yep mm -hmm. counting our players yep uh, and then uh, for items so the end of the campaign the, the whole thing was y'all were collecting these marks that were made by followers of the gods to fight the first lich and it was long long ago there was a new lich who was kind of trying to like rise to power to deify himself and to stop him from being able to just go to his phylactery y'all had to collect the the marks together mm -hmm. I remember. and then y'all found out at the end and you know when all the marks came together they gave you like party-wide buffs and then like I don't remember if we we decided it was. I think y'all would y'all decided just to have uh, y'all would choose as a group at the beginning of each round what uh, buff was active. I think right. what we it was something for. like that. It's been a while. It's, it's been two years. But now. it was really fun. I loved that, and it was like so. It was like uh, like uh, all your all your damage became radiant on the top of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, like y'all didn't care about difficult terrain, and you got like another ten feet of movement stuff I like just that. Loved because as my paladin, I could do a bonus action where if I was within ten feet or ten meters, my apologies, yeah. of um, a ally, I can lunge and uh, do a shield to yep. protect. Because you took the shield, the shield stuff, yeah, yeah. And so Brandon uh, allowed me a magical item, and my magical item, I took a shield that uh, floated around me. Yep. And so because of that, he allowed me to use both my main shield as a protection action and then use my floating shield within 10 meters as another uh so i can do my main action and the bonus action was the extra shield yep. um so i can try to just because i couldn't heal well i just never rolled it yeah, well but he let me play defense and then that's a, that's another thing of like it's not just making stuff for the game it's also changing like how the game sort of plays mm -hmm. you know um i so yeah i fun fun campaign um, I have a character story that works well with this topic. Um, I believe I, one we've talked about before. Too. Yes, he's my favorite. Um, my I've not played him outside of this campaign ever because I I don't like 
replaying characters like right. they're great and all but he is great because of the story he was in yeah um and it's like it's if a I story was to you Matt got to Mercer, tell. like like critical role make a character uh i'm trying to think of like one of the characters but i can't think of any right now um uh, uh, yeah so like if i were to verbatim make that character it would not have the same magic so like i haven't revisited poor blobbert but, yeah, um, his name was Blobber. His name was Blobber. Well, he had a really how, long name. How have I missed this all the time? He had a really it. long name that I rolled like vowels and stuff for because I, I, when I Why? do, well, when I do um, fictional names, I do like a, there's like a whole nerd system I have of like where to put vowels, like apostrophes, stuff like Ooh. that to make. That's how I came with Malka. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to give that to me. I really like. I'll it. have to find it. It's in one of my that's, folders. That's cool. I um, like that. It was it, like a whole system I made with dice so that I can make names and not have to like think of them on the yeah, spot because I, I get the thing of like well my names kind of just sound pretty generic fantasy names yeah. yes and so uh but blobber had a very complicated name and no one wanted to say it so i just called him blobber <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that was just what he was by um in your folks tongue i am blobber <laughs> yeah yeah and that's exactly how i played it up yeah. um you can just refer to me as blobber and um so in an old version of D&D or an old adventure, one-off book, whatever it was, right. there was a race called Slime Folk, and it worked entirely different than any reference of Slime Folk ever. Um, okay. And the way it worked is their abilities were uh, life-based abilities. Um, so there were several things I can do. Um, so for instance, if I broke off in half – if I took my 50 max HP and split it into two instances of 25 max HP uh, or 25 HP, um, I can use both of them to cast a fireball. Uh, but the fireball would be a fraction percentage of what my max HP is representing. Right. So if I split directly down the middle as a 25-25, I get two fireballs at half damage. Oh, so so instead of like, because I think fireballs like 6d6, they don't it would get 3d6. Oh, that's cool. And okay, so It was stuff like that. Yeah, and I like that concept a lot where my health is a resource. Um, so like one of the things I would often do is I would break off a one health piece of me and just lob it down like a cave or like lob it in for a trap because it's still, if it was, um, the way the, the slime folk worked, is that they can combine back and get your health back. But right. if you're separated for too long, it became another entity. It's like that's how they're born. Right. And um, the uh, my health worked. I didn't get health from leveling up through constitution. Right. I got health based off of how much mass I consumed that day and uh, would get benefits based on what that mass consisted of. Like right. if I ate a lot of me uh, metals, stuff like that, if I ate a lot of magical crystals – um, which I didn't use that too much. I usually just ate rocks. Like, like I can see, like if you ate magical crystals, like hey, for the day you have magic, resi you have resistance. Exactly, magic. it yeah. was different types of resistances. or you have advantage on like spell saves. Right, um, right. Okay. And so it was mostly resistances. And then if I did a full sleep, because I'm not like getting any benefits to that, um, I would get to choose my special, my speciality uh, for that day. So like I could be resistant to blunt damage, and all blunt damage I will now oh, be resistant to. Okay, okay. And so it was between um, piercing slashing and blunt and i could choose between the three but i have to long rest and once i chose i could not choose again until i long rest i guess okay i just this character okay this is a cool this it, is a cool it race was, it was really cool could you imagine doing um, a barbarian with this and so i did a sorcerer yeah and um because the spell casting is pretty still pretty cool. yeah so the idea of like and then i purposely chose a lot of like weak cantrip kind of magic yeah. for all my spell slots as i leveled up um because i was a true neutral um, I might have been neutral good, 
Um, so like I never did anything malicious, but right. I also never really progressed the campaign. You didn't um, go out of your way to do stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I wasn't like, oh, I should be trying to do this quest or right. I should be participating. I was kind of just like the party pet um, because the main thing about it is that my race communicates through telepathy, but telepathy is a like telepath is a level five or a level eight skill. Yep. Um, and yeah, so you... I didn't have it at level one where we started. And so the DM and part of this home brew is she gave me weak telepathy, which let me speak three words at a time. Yep. And so until I hit level eight, I was not able to communicate effectively with the party. So I would have to be like, me, Blobbert, eat. Or so, Blobbert um, hurts bad. They kind of gave you like in fifth ed, it's the, the warlock. They're called they're like invocations. So basically warlock like to like change, like they get little special abilities. And one of them's a... Uh, Rake reader the mind basically it lets you communicate messages to right people. and so i can only communicate to one at a time obviously because i'm speaking to someone's brain i assume they also have to be like visible to you as yes, well yes yep. i couldn't speak through walls or anything like that because then i wouldn't know where they are right um i didn't have some sort of sixth sense or anything um mm -hmm. but it was, it was like, just just message like, yeah yeah, yeah so like i can it. like turn to the there was like a i don't know what's called they they tamed a lot of animals and I don't think they He's were a tamer. Yeah, they weren't like a druid, but <laughs> like a ranger. I don't. It might have been a ranger, but they were just very good at like if we would Animals. defeat a group and they had like a boar or something. Oh, they could like take their boar. Yes. Okay. And then either sell it to market or like just keep it as a companion. Um. But yeah, I love Blobber as a class. Still one of my favorite characters, um, ever in any of the campaigns right. I've both ran and played in, um. And it all comes from a homebrew. It does not exist. This character does not exist as an official race. Yep. At least it hasn't for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's if you play it right, it's not necessarily broken either. It can definitely be broken. Um, and that's the thing about homebrew. You've got to rein it in. And, and be willing. It's like, hey, Keep it balanced. It Keep it playing it, somebody like, hey, that was a little busted. We're going to bring it down. So as a player and as a DM, you got to be like, you know, understand – what you make is not really going to be the final thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you will have to change it as things go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I've done a lot of homebrew stuff. I have a slight obsession with the the Feywild. Um, right. I feel like it doesn't get enough love in D and D, and it's such like uh, an amazing like magical. Oh, I, I deserve so much love. Like my first arc was doing something with the Feywild. Mm -hmm. This is back like we'd only been playing twenty fourteen, like, uh, twenty fifteen, twenty. See, I'm good at guessing. Yeah, you're old. Uh. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I really am. I was still in high school. I know. <laughs> Remember, good magic was 10 years ago. It was. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have none of these darn dolls. Uh, but, yeah, the Feywild's fun. Um, I mean, I've, I've made a lot of, uh, like, homebrew Feywild creatures. Right. Because, um, you know, I feel like fighting animals is kind of boring. But if you make them from the Feywild, they can be magical crazy animals that stuff. do... Funky and like new, fun and fresh stuff. Right, and you can make um, it up as you go. Yes, as needed. You did that for our campaign. Yes, like you, you gave them like everybody fey wild sickness or something like that. Yes, so I had oh. them uh, accidentally end up kind of in and out of the fey wild, kind of like this was supposed to be like a weak point in reality where the realms are shifting. Oh, whatever. so like they're constantly shifting between um, the two. And because of that, if they weren't accustomed to that type of magic or whatever, um, they got fey wild sickness, which was a whole like leveling thing um i set up where the first one 
uh, was like they they can't concentrate anymore. You know, it's hard for them to focus. You know, just standard confusion. Um, but then the next one is they start getting mood swings. Uh oh. Um, moving on from there, their perception of time is altered. So they have to roll to potentially lose because oh, the Feywild or has take weird extra time. turns. Um, so some benefit they might lose a turn, they may get a turn based I on like the roll. That. Um, because you know time is different in the Feywild, perception right. is different. Um, then is the memory muddling. They start getting dementia. They can't remember things. They're past. Um, they won't remember who with the confusion and the mood swings. They're not going to know what they're doing, why they're doing it. Um, and it just gets uh, really crazy. And then gets on to the paranoia more so voices in your head telling you to do things that you probably shouldn't do. And then lastly, like the, the Feywild trying to actually claim you, um, you know, more evil fairy magic. So you just stuff. walk into the forest and disappear kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, similar to how you lose levels of exhaustion, there's a certain amount of time, there's resting, there's spending time grounded in nature. Getting like, out um, of the Feywild. Yeah, like, probably... spending time, like, under the full moon and stuff like that is, is what I had. But That's, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 made, I made a whole system for that because, like, I really want them to do that. And I really want more, like, nature world interaction. Right. To be a not just cities every time. possible bad guy. It's not just, oh, we're yeah. visiting a city, here's a shop, oh, here's a bad guy, here's a bandit. Now there's something where you're actively the game is actively trying to like kill you essentially, right. um, as it should. It's yeah. great to hear as a DM you made something and got to use it. The players yes. just did it like completely <laughs> circumventing. Like okay, yes. yeah, that's the worst, dude. Um, I have a home brewed entirely zombie campaign, and uh, like I'll be like, oh, in this area you should be looking for weapons, and they're like. I found a car. I'm going to drive away. I'm like, <laughs> no, what? that's not what I said. <laughs> what? And, but they roll and like, I'm going to let them do it. But I'm also like, but now you have no weapons. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to drive away. So uh, for another, I was playing, it's called Death Watch. So it's a 40K. And the Ooh, idea is you're a group of space Marines who are Xeno hunters. Right? Yes. Their whole deal is they, they deal with just the aliens. The aliens, alien. right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the other aliens. And it was this giant space Hulk. And that's uh, a classification of ship, right? Yeah. So, so Space Hulk think okay, like I was thinking Big Green Man with a sorry so, fishbowl so helmet. I'm sorry. I realize like yeah, that's nomenclature. Like I get it. Uh, let me explain. So a Space Hulk. I know enough that I can kind of set you. Yes, yeah, thank you. Sorry. Space it's one of those things like I'm used to talking to Warhammer with Warhammer people. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes I forget. That. Uh, so what a Space Hulk mm-hmm. is is a group of wrecked ships in the just in outer space. And what happened is they uh, had got a. Uh, like a, a signal, and they were investigating it. And uh, the well, the homebrew comes in is my brother was playing, and he's like, "Hey, Brandon, I would really like to play my marine, being from your chapter that you made for your." He was like, "Cool," and we looked at him like, "Well, there's none." So we had to make like, "What yeah. what stat benefits do you get for being a star saver? Like, what is that?" Uh, my favorite line from that campaign is, you know, they're talking smack. One of the guys played a minotaur, which. The Minotaurs, their whole thing is taking out other Space Marine chapters. Uh, so he was not liked by the other Marines, the you know the in character thing. And they had just finished his fight. He's like, "Hey, hey!" Uh, one of the guys who's playing a Flesh Terror. Uh, he goes, "Hey, DM, what's the range on a Drukari body?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and it broke me for a second. I'm like, "What?" Uh, another thing about that game, speaking of Drukari, is they have no, it, it, they just didn't support it a lot. So the only like enemies I had were Necrons. I'm like, I'm not throwing Necrons at you guys. Yeah, just ju- <laughs> unkillable. I'm not throwing Egyptian <laughs> space Terminators at you as level one characters. Let's back it up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and I wanted to introduce orcs. There were no orcs and there were no Drukari. So I had to make my own uh, 
characters like right. a, like not a rule set but like a I'd stat a, set yep i had to make my own stats so that's a homebrew thing is like sometimes the game doesn't provide you the the stuff you need so you have to do it yourself they messed them up because you're space marines you're giant you know eight foot tall armored tank men with chain swords and gatling guns i i'm like yeah i have a space elf with a laser a sniper <laughs> he did not do well um, you want know defeated him though? A door. A door is what. <laughs> oh my god! It's always the doors. Uh, I've been playing the new Call of Duty, and the amount of doors I've died to is <laughs> absurd. When I do run as a DM, and I'm running a campaign, or I'm assisting in helping, right? Assisting, helping. I'm assisting in running a campaign. Um, items are a big thing that just get yes. homebrewed all the time. Yeah. Um, if they're trying to craft a potion, they don't have the right ingredients. Magic items are good. What items suck? the the native the oh base yes. items suck magic items yeah good um a big part of it will be like improvised weapons like i said i had that zombie campaign yep. and if they broke a handle off a chair or something i had a classification of weapon based off of what i deemed its lethality was as an improvised weapon card that i would hand to those people and it would have a stat sheet for it oh, that's cool because i didn't want them to just be like Oh, I need to find a weapon. Like I need to find a bat, or I need to find. You this. want to reward them for thinking it's like, oh, hey, there's this like, like oh, here's this chair leg that is somewhat club like. I can use that for now, right? And so like I gave them stat lines, okay. and then when it comes to D and D, it would be like actual fantasy D and D. Um, a lot of the times it would be potions. You would have someone try to craft a potion. They wouldn't roll high enough uh, knowledge on the mm. topic, so they wouldn't know an exact recipe. Right. Um, and so I would take the ingredients and see what potions they are related to and kind oh. of do like a mixture potion where it's like it's got a little bit of this and a little bit of so that. So it's not just like, it's oh, you failed. From well, so it's not just or like, like uh, Skyrim is basically yeah. what I borrowed it from. It's not like, oh, you failed. You don't get anything. It's, you still get something, but it's not what you intended. Right. So like in Skyrim, which is where I got it from, you um, – you can get like a poison potion of health regen. It's like, right. well, I didn't want those two things, but because the ingredients worked out that way, you had enough ingredients that worked. They they cooperate with each other. Right. There's enough overlap. Um, for like, for for me personally, for homebrew, um, I can only kind of talk about it from like a player stance. I've I've never been I've never DM'd. Um, Do you think it helps you as a player? Yes, I love homebrew. I mean, I. I don't think I've ever played in a campaign that wasn't homebrew. That's that's, that's, that's pretty. I think that's zero. the the general D and D experience. Uh, well, so, so what are some homebrew features that you've played with that you liked, or that you felt like added enough to the game for quality of life? Um, I think so. I have like this um, Asmar character who's like my main character for everything. I've just made her me. Um, and in the rule set, um, Asmars can like have a transformation thing that gives them uh wings or like skeletal wings depending on like what type of asmar oh, yeah, they are yeah, yeah. um and so with that i was like well that's boring <laughs> like the transformation itself is cool but i asked the dm and i was like can i just have wings all the time mm-hmm. and he was like yeah you're gonna like move slower and you'll still have Heavy. to like charge up to do these like extra things but you can just have wings it's not going to hurt the camera oh they're just present and he's like okay cool. there's like yeah they're present there you go yeah, yeah you wanted it to be a defining it's just character weight. trait yeah it's like, that's an aesthetic feature and like mm-hmm. that doesn't hurt the thing flavor is yeah. free yep yeah flavor yep. is free like, flavor is the easiest homebrew yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like um i'm in another campaign where um the entire it is like just homebrew it's not from like anything specific or i'm in a few of those actually but (laughs) (laughs) casually forgetting some um but the whole world is homebrewed and like there is like 
hierarchy systems and we're like having to choose if we're gonna like join the rebellion or not oh. and it's oh, dang. like this fight and we're like we got kind of zapped to the feywild um to discuss if we're gonna join their side or if we're gonna like fight to like keep society i bought um, my mic don't mind that <laughs> but like it's they these are such cool things that as a player it's like super cool to see that it's not just base game stuff like these the rules aren't as like mm-hmm. set in stone i think that's like my favorite part of D D. is that yeah it's the stories you make along the way yeah yeah for sure um well like like i mentioned earlier you know perry's character uh jamie's character also wound up having an item because the sword was his family sword i'm like and i hate when somebody's like this item means something to my character it's like okay well here's a magic item you replace it with yeah yeah, yeah. so that's not in the book so here is a very well defined so what item i do to give you yeah so i would um, make items that level up with the character yeah so they have uh, something i have two comments similar to that if i may uh no. one is uh, uh i got inspired from someone who dm'd a game for me and also airy um with custom enchants um you can oh. pay if you find a shop when you have downtime you can pay whatever amount of gold to get an enchant you want on a weapon right so you can have your family heirloom and you can make it better do something cool fancy or you can pay less money but you roll a die and you get a random enchant um and if after you get so many enchants to equate to a legendary status you start getting negative ones or you can't get any more um and the negative enchants can be anything from uh, you can fail on like a five or lower, um, more simple oh, ones. Like okay. if you have resistance to acid, you lose that resistance. Um, I, I um, feel like you used that the enchantment system so much with the runes and everything. I do. I, I kind of broke it. So, <laughs> um, so funny thing, that's actually a feature now of Pathfinder Second Edition. Yes. So that's really cool. It's like yeah, like a lot of time like the the fandom will come mm-hmm. up with a thing before the actual people do or like they the fandom is play testing it right yeah, yeah. So like maybe r&d already has that in mind because it's just a very good concept and they leaked it but, on reddit and they're like all or right. it's just like it just makes sense in that world but r&d wasn't quite confident that people yeah. would take well to it because yep. because one of my biggest complaints is dnd is uh weapons if you can't really keep the same one you got to upgrade yep. yeah. um, which is another homebrew which... thing i do is how spells level with you I have your weapons level. So instead of doing a whip doing 1d4, it starts doing 2d4 when you oh, get a higher level. And that's it increases. Cool. It scales just like the cantrips do. Um, because the the sense with the cantrip is you've used a spell so much, you're so good at magic, you, it does more damage. Why can't that apply to you using a sword? Why, yeah, yeah. why doesn't that work with like your rapier? It's the same sword, but if you give someone a sword and give someone who's had a sword for 20 years the same sword, the 20 year sword, sword is going to do leagues better yeah despite being the same exact thing so, so I, I, I make it so the weapons can scale um okay. i didn't play with that particularly obviously mm. um but a long time ago shoot six years ago i guess now also um <laughs> i played with someone who had a uh durability system for their gear um oh. and so you can keep gear with you and then when you get to the next town um, where there's a blacksmith, you can pay to have stuff repaired, like maintenance um, on it. Yes, and um, so based on that durability system, is how well it would work. Um, but the better you were at repairing stuff through repairing that armor over and over and over again, or that weapon over and over again, um, it would have higher stats at the beginning of a oh, life. True. And so, um, the more you did it, the higher your skill, which was a separate skill, tracked. Um, it was like a blacksmithing skill or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you can keep your same gear. Um, and it wasn't always just better, but like if you were preparing for an adventure at, at a city and you're near a blacksmith or you, you just did a bandit camp and they have their own blacksmithing uh, set, uh, you could repair your gear and it would be buffed. It would be buffed mm-hmm. for a short time 
and go on from there. And it was like a skill that you develop over time. And obviously that's fully homebrew does not exist. Um, but it was like a fun thing that it's like almost like a mini game where it's like, Oh, let's see what I can get on my armor. Yeah. This time. No, that that's cool. I've, I've had, or something similar in the same campaign. That's like choosing sides now, um, that the barbarian just really wanted to learn how to blacksmith his own weapons. Um, he like, like we started out with like going to just a stand and him like trying to blacksmith and he like ruined his axe because <laughs> like <laughs> no. starting off you you roll like a d100 like is it good is it not um Oof. but now he's like blacksmithing on the ship and like making these daggers for us and making all these weapons and like learning how to make handles and everything and yeah. so he's like learning this and it, it is like a skill that you improve over time that's so fun cool see concept and that like feels rewarding to the player too. It's like, oh, I wanted to do this thing, and the DM like lets you get better at it. And yeah. it's it's character development. It right? also is a character thing, yeah. So uh, like for me, the eating the bottles. There were better ways for me to gain mass to gain skill points, basically. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but the bottles was so thematically appropriate for the campaign itself. It just worked. That is that's yeah. just what I kept, even if it wasn't the most meta gamey yeah. kind of yeah. way to play it. Um, I would still eat rocks and sometimes I would consume like, cause like I was true neutral. So sometimes like if I thought something was going to be too strong for the party, I would go eat it. So like <laughs> if there was like a, a set of armor that's yeah. on one of the bandits, I would roll agility well, <laughs> to get to it first. I, I love the idea of like, even like the rogue and the fighter arguing over, he gets it and blobber just... Yes, yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly how it went. Times where you tell a dog, no, don't. No. And that, they played into that pet as aesthetic that I had going on with hey the party. Guys, Blobber ate that armor you were talking about. That's exactly <laughs> how it would go. And um, like in fights, uh, I would. <laughs> so in fights, so they didn't quite know that I was casting spells. Right. They like, could see like the fireballs and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I also had healing spells. I had a few oh. healing subclasses. In spells. Like to pick up and some so it. what I would do is like in a fight if the team was like too strong in order to help the DM out is I would go <laughs> and heal the enemy because I felt like the fight was not fair like, enough. You definitely sound like you're chaotic neutral. That's <laughs> my thing. You're right. I was, I, and yes, I would do that all the time. And then one time, and this was they a caught, huge it's tangent. like wait a minute. No, no, huge <laughs> tangent. I was in a cave and uh, I just put on my little detective hat, not real, but like metaphorically because yep. i found some glyphs on a wall and i rolled and i recognized the glyphs right but i didn't know enough to be able to like decipher them yes and so i was attempting multiple roles and trying to figure out what this wall is saying it's some sort of prophecy that uh was very important to the story which is why we were there we were there to get a relic in regards to that right um and it was foretelling a prophecy and i'm sitting there minding my own business like reading this glyph, there's they're having a fight with two giants in the background <laughs> that were chained on either side of these glyphs, and um, the blissfully ignorant Faye uh, released one of them because the giant was like, "Oh, you know, they've mm -hmm. had me trapped here for so long." Oh, please help and, me. And uh, she she felt bad, and yeah. so she let it go. And he's like, "You fool!" And he went and released the other one, and so one was still half chained, stuck to its local area, whereas the the other giant was just like on a rampage, like destroying the party okay and i'm sitting there i'm like not participating in this fight at all i like i rolled initiative so i can only do this on my turn but i'm sitting there like scratching my head with my mage hand and like looking at this wall and I... the giant did an aoe attack that encapsulated me <laughs> and that was its last mistake uh, <laughs> because it took me from 137 life 
to 27 life. Oh my gosh. This is how bad, like this, this encounter was not scaled very well. Yeah. To be clear. Um, and so my dude got very angry. And so that invoked the, the neutral in me. I was like, okay, well that's how we're going to play. Um, I had the ability to, um, it was like, it was either phasing or blinking where you technically go to another realm. Oh, I know what you. Uh, and I the, the objects that you take with you on your person go with you. Yep. But they don't physically exist in this realm. Yep. And so, um, I broke off a stalagmite. Um, and I went into blink, and I went with my mage hand and put it right where the the giant's brain would be because I'm not interacting with the physical realm. Right. And then I just let it go, and I left the blink, and so he very suddenly took like. A hundred D hundreds of just brain hemorrhaging <laughs> of a rock existing in his head now. And Jeez. the party was so confused. Like as far as in game, they had no idea what just happened, but I'm just sitting there turning my cuffs and I turned back and looked back at my glyphs. I, I just, I can just picture it's like, Blobbert, could you please read faster? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just this thing where it's like, cause they still think I'm a pet. They don't yeah. know what I'm doing, yeah. but I'm actually like a sorcerer. I'm well versed. Right. I just can't communicate well. He's smarter than all of us apparently. <laughs> yes. And so um, they have no idea throughout the whole campaign how powerful I am they just think that I'm like a dog yep. and so it was but just really like, you're God which is dog backwards <laughs> yes I was actually God the whole time um, but no so it was like really fun in that campaign just having all these homebrew m- moments right. of like can I d- I want to do this interactions very... that don't have any rules written that exactly which... aren't necessarily functional but are fun to do they which... fit with my character yes. I express to the, D- uh, the DM exactly what I'm wanting to do I'm not very vague I'm not that kind of player, I like have a very specific. Set this is of what I want to do, and I will do, yep. roll, and I will roll with those rolls. So it's like, okay, yep. well, that didn't quite happen how I wanted it to. Let's go this direction. Yep. Um, but I always run it with the DM. I don't just, I'm gonna roll perception, and then I got a net twenty. So this is what happened. No, I still want the DM to yeah. convey stuff to mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah. I do have some stuff that I want to run by the DM. I want to do it this way. You know, I want to do this. Uh, you know what my favorite homebrew is? I call this DM mistake. So now it's just how the rules are going to be. <laughs> uh, yep. uh, Perry's character was an Eldritch Knight. And I told him when I was looking at him, like, cool, pick anything from the evocation abjuration. I miss, I forgot to read that it was only from the wizard spells. Yeah. That, uh, so he was like, okay, cool. He picked a, uh, he picked Thunder Smite. Which was from the Paladin thing, and he loved it so much. I'm like, you know what? You can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even tied it to like stick. You have is... the rules, lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I even tied it to like stick is the reason you get it. Yeah. So and that's why it became. That, it that was happened his... to me recently. Um, <clears throat> someone was playing an Echo Knight, and I was like, yeah, your Echo Knight gets to attack in addition to you. It's like a clone. It's not. It's a like you get to choose to attack yourself or from your Echo's position. Gotcha. Which when reading, I'm like, that sounds so dumb and underpowered for a fighting class. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm like, you know what? No, it's just a shadow clone at this point. Let, let's just run with that. Yep. That's way better. Is that yeah. Naruto? Yes. Yes. I didn't watch Naruto. I just know I, <laughs> Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Naruto. <laughs> Shadow clone jutsu Naruto. And then uh, he turns into a hot girl or something. Yeah. yeah. Trans- something transformation about a, jutsu is different. Something about oh, a fox. I, listen, I watched like the first episode. Like, I don't I like the first this. Season. I watched all of it subbed and dubbed twice. Oh, I, full fillers I and one sub. just canon episodes. I just watched sub and I watched the whole first season and then I started the first episode of the second season and I fell off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie really? really liked it. He, I think he watched everything. He was gotcha. a big fan. Yeah. So homebrew I love doing in D. That's uh, why Jamie runs that way. Just <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the items that are have hidden drawbacks. Um, there's a recurring character oh, I've these had are in fun. quite okay. a few 
campaigns, and I, I have him in almost every one that I run, uh, is Blackthorn. He's like a, a snake oil salesman. Oh, him. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love what, So you know there's a story where it's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> yes, and he's always peddling some homebrew item. And it, it looks great. It sounds great on paper, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not so great. Um, he'll like health potions. You'll drink it and it'll restore you up to max health. And that's it. You're done. You're great. Um, but then on my side, after four hours have passed, usually after the fight, you lose all those health, health points. I see. So if you're at, if you gain 100 health points and then oh. you go down 120, you KO yourself after four hours. What? You don't have health left. Oh, I love this. But if you're still full health, you just go back to how you were. It's just an undo button. Um, you can get one that gives you like a uh, true sight and enhanced vision, like bird eyes to zoom in. Right. But after those four hours, you go blind temporarily. I love. Okay, that's really him. fun. Snake, snake oil, magic man sounds really fun. Yes, it's it's great. He was like inspired by P.T. Barnum, and he could be a character that you bring in other characters. Yeah, I use him in in everything. He's a traveling. He'll give you great items that work for their purpose. I love. Um, they have to work. be prepared for the recovery period, or you can like if you convince someone else to take it, pawn it off to a. An enemy or something like that, and just wait for the side effects to kick in because you know it's going to be bad. If you why would you before. give him that? Five, four, three. <laughs> How long do I have? Five. Uh, if Five. I, what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe four. Uh, that's three now, bud. Yeah, I, I very much love the the like the genie's evil wish. It's the situation. monkey paw thing, yeah. right? It's like, the... yeah, I'm giving you what you wanted, but There's... something happens next. That sounds I great. Think, like in it, you for. The session you like, or like the most recent one, you like were like, okay, you can go shopping, and his his shop was one of them, and all of us collectively were like, mm, don't mm-hmm. don't like. He his. he has some great items in the shop. Right. I would he buy does, from him every like time. Uh-huh. I I always have a little bit of chaos. In I him. would I would definitely no. be like, oh, I want to go visit Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. What has he got today? <laughs> I would be Blackthorn's biggest great. customer. Yeah, for beneficial. <laughs> You just got to be ready. And I said it. It's not like crazy or going to kill you. Like I said it for a three or four hour time limit. So after a fight, after so some it, travel. It is always temporary. Um, I'm going to ask questions like, okay, how many health potions are you taking? Because that's I'm logging okay. those numbers. I and would, when that fourth hour hits, I'm how much HP do you have? I You're would, going down this much. Brian, I, agree. I would totally like Blackthorn on my cloak. Like I, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. Blackthorn sponsored. <laughs> it's the Talladega Nights man. Yeah. I, this is dangerous and whatever, but I do love fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I love I love things like that. Mm-hmm. That I love wacky things, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the rule books themselves don't have a lot of wacky. No, they have, they, they have, yeah, you can get a sword, a sword with plus two, a sword that crits more. I'm like that's fun. How about a sword that crits more, but after three crits, it breaks? Brandon, it's your favorite card, mace plus two, mace. Oh, I... <laughs> we'll yeah, talk about the magic. magic card. We'll talk about that in the magic episode. Yeah, uh, I I love the thing of like you give the player something that isn't definitely intended to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler was super obsessed. He wanted a cursed item. And, uh, on purpose. I, I guess Tyler I is a items. wild man. Uh, so what happened is uh, the first, uh, there was this group of very powerful beings who had tried to ascend to godhood and were defeated and captured. They were broken out by a group who wanted them to reascend. And the first thing was, you know, they had to go take on each of these individuals. And one of them was... Uh, I don't. He had some weird, like it was like the something, but he was he was death. He was trying to mm-hmm. replace death himself. He was actually once a cleric of the the god, uh, and he had this really cool cursed uh, scythe I called Soul Slasher. And he's you know they're fighting him everything, and uh, what wound up happening is after they killed him, they're looting his body right, and Tyler goes, "Can I have his scythe?" And I was like, 
sure. I know it's evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had not intended for them to like keep anything. They're like, he's like, can I have the scythe? And I'm like, yes. Me uh, and Fallout carrying the item out of the store. <laughs> like... Immediately upon picking up the scythe, it started going, hey, you want to start killing things? And slowly just like, yeah. Uh, and what he found out is every time he killed something, it collected a soul. Or not collected a soul, but it would like, like a point. And he was slowly just working towards going crazy with it. He mm-hmm. did eventually go crazy. And they had to pry it from his hands and take him to a cl- like a high <laughs> pr- level. You pry from my cold dead hand because he did. He's like, and when it got taken back, like uh, the thunder speaker Coombs, like, well, I want to hold this because this is evil, and I don't want nobody to have it. And Tyler's like, but my scythe. <laughs> I gave him another item that was yeah less evil, less evil, not as malicious, but like I still want to kill things, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make you go crazy. <laughs> In like the same area, I've. Another player. I'd like to go next as well. (laughs) We all have stories. Um, But, like, another player, um, the DM was like, okay, here's this cool sword. You can have it. And everybody was like, we don't want a cool sword. We got cool swords. There's strings attached. DM's giving it to us for free. What is it? The next day, we look, or like, one of us was holding the sword, like, in our bags or something. And we look at it, and it turned into an axe. And suddenly, barbarian's very interested. <laughs> that's, that's how you get the barbarian. He's but, like, like I, it, did I say sword? I'm an axe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is anybody going to touch that? Is anyone going to take that last axe? It, like, take it or leave made it. made him go crazy. And it, it's the, like, same thing. Like, mm-hmm. It collects, like, blood. And it, it's, um, like, constantly doing this and making him go crazy slowly yeah. and slowly. And then <laughs> yep. we had to, like kind of fight the barbarian who has like 200 health i, I remember talking oh sorry sorry no it's, it's that's basically uh, i know the dm got it from like Vox yep yeah yeah uh, my my favorite thing about that is like you get those players you're like i want this and you're like you know this is gonna kill you but sure i'm in let's go like the barbarian's health max is like down to 30 now <laughs> it's oh um, that's rough if, if i may one of the things i did with Flaubert is I took one of my one health spies yep. and there was a very deep borehole of some kind in yep. the mine and we wanted to know because we were being chased by something we could not deal with. Right. And because she like DM wanted us to get further in the mine and she didn't want us to retreat. Yeah. And so I was like, I have no concept of how deep this is. Like I shot a fireball down there and I couldn't see the bottom. So I was like, okay, go. And then I lost contact with it because it was so deep. And I was like, we can't. We cannot survive that. <laughs> that is not happening. That and then fireball is a signal flare. It's I like did. I like did. A third I level like... spell. Signal flare. <laughs> I feel like there's a better way to do that. I'll be honest. But what else am I going to use? Hurting my team? Like I think it's better. I just get it done. But yeah, so you're like, oh, that's too deep. Yeah, and we so can... um, we found a staircase, got down to the bottom, and uh, because I had been separated from that slime for right. too long during this adventure, it becomes sentient on itself, and that was a little pinky, and yeah. a little pinky was just like a little slime because it ate a bunch of um quartz crystals. And so it was pink in hue. Yeah. And um, it had no brain oh. at all. It was very new to the world. And so it just followed me around everywhere, and I hated it. I tried every waking moment to kill it because I hated it so much. It just because it was a DM player character, whatever that yeah. was called. Um, and a DM PC. Yes. And um, it would be so mischievous. Like, I was trying to negotiate getting into a. a circus because i just wanted to right and Peaky just started bouncing on one of their heads like one of the guards heads and you could just see the guard getting progressively more frustrated, frustrated. Mm. and i'm like pinky please 
Pinky, like I took Mage and like scooped Pinky up and <laughs> took him away. I was like, please don't do this to me. Um, but you, so you said you had something, Logan? Yeah. So so cursed items. Uh, this is one I I do a lot. I like to give to level players. It's the cloak of better resistance. Uh, so it's plus two, and you get resistance to whatever damage type. Sometimes you get a pick. Sometimes it's whichever one I know you're going to go up against. You can get right. resistance to it. Um, I like to offer it early. Um, so at some point they'll choose to, you know, leave it and pick a better item, like, you know, maybe the clone of Malback or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a cloak of better resistance. Um, but it's a cursed item. When you take it off, you become vulnerable to that damage type. So oh. early game, you're resistant to all this necrotic damage and you're so excited. But then when you get greedy and decide to upgrade your gear, you become vulnerable. And to because you're limited damage. on how many like items you can equip too, that's you brutal. Mm-hmm. So either you keep it and now you're stuck with just that. Or you get rid of oh that's because I like people that. people love upgrading gear yeah and <laughs> as a player in the campaign you're like <laughs> yeah and I mean I don't want to I don't want necessarily punish upgrading gear but I really want to make people think about everything they've gotten <laughs> not and just once, the numbers because once they know once I'm like okay so you take it off okay your cloak of better resistance bursts into flames and you are now vulnerable to the so product damage. it's not just that thing like you do in like a like a computer game where it's like okay cool I got new gear unequip re-equip. yeah, yeah. I, I went from a green gear to a blue gear yep. It's, yeah, and it's like it's a minor thing so you're like okay i'm now vulnerable to this i'll have to live with that but it, it makes you think all these other things i found and gotten that i can't treasury do i want to change it upgrade it take it off or do something with it because it could have that negative side some of them do some of them just don't you know give players anxiety oh so now it's fun. the thing of like now you're playing the thing Why? of um but i i like to do that because then it it Makes them think so they're not just always spending all their money to min-max, upgrade anything to right. a new or better version. And that's kind of the whole idea of, like, homebrew, is, like, mm-hmm. to play in a new angle, play with, like, your, you know, give your players something to think about, do something they want to do, something you want to do. Yeah, my favorite homebrew is middle ground. Middle ground homebrew. Where it's, like, a gap between different types of upgrades or a gap mm-hmm. between different yep. types of engagements. Um, just homebrew something in the middle. Yep. Something to get you along. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, it's your greatest tool as a DM as well. Like you, you're constantly, you're constantly tweaking and messing with all those little dials in the back, and, mm-hmm. and your players like, "Wow, they must, they're so great!" And you're like, "No, man, I'm is <laughs> yeah. a bubble, bubble gum, all the cards spread on the table, like <laughs> is bubble gum du- tape and a whole lot of <laughs> luck." Uh, uh, out of the cards, you do. and it's also the player oh. just throwing you curveball after curveball, and you're just like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Thresh started, like, he was just supposed to be an NPC. They met in the desert to guide them. And they went, What if we feed him bacon and he comes along with us? Like, Sure, man. He's with you now. I remember when Thresh was injured. Yeah. And he's just eating a sandwich. And at the end of the fight, Thresh got hurt into the JB's. Uh, uh, Creed was like, Me too, buddy. Me too. And then Thresh hands him a sandwich. <laughs> so good. Thresh was this bug man. Uh, so, the first, like, after they got out, right, they went to the tavern and they're like, they fed Thresh, and he's a bug, so he's just like, he doesn't know what spoons are, so he's eating it like that, and Tyler's character goes, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Lars was not a fan of Thresh, and he grew on him, because Thresh is like, I follow Stabby Man. It, it was Stabby Man, Thunder Man, Moon Lady, uh, which is Megan's character before she left. Uh, I think, I forgot what he called Creed. I forgot, I can't remember what he called Creed and Melka. I think... He called Melka Shield Lady. Probably, yeah. It was Shield Lady, and I think Creed was Flame Sword Guy. Because his sword caught on fire. He's like, yeah, cool, he's Flame Sword Guy. And Thresh was a simple creature. Uh, because, yet again, in the, the telepathy thing, he could, you know, he had, a, like, a very limited telepathy. Cause, uh, so he would t- that's how he talked. And they came across these people who did not speak any of the languages the party knew. And their thought was like, oh, 
So Thresh you want, can talk to them. Thresh, <laughs> so like, the boat full. Thresh. <laughs> so what they did is they go, okay, Thresh, we need you to come. And Thresh go, Thresh, okay. How did Thresh say that? Because like when they first met him, like he didn't like he's like sun go up, sun go down, sun go up, sun go down. Like so, three days. Thresh go sure three. <laughs> what is three? <laughs> Thresh was my favorite. He's, he's still, mm-hmm. uh, Thresh had a lot of nat twenty kills apparently too. <laughs> he was just really good at killing things. And I was like, I don't want to steal the thunder. It was like, yeah, Thresh got mm-hmm. the kill. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I mean, homebrew D and D is vast. Uh, yep. classes characters rules items yeah. um like you said earlier the, the whole point is to make it fun for the players yep. i mean yeah some people are rule, rule lawyers and they love that and good for them but if the rules are not letting someone have fun or do what they want and have their cool epic hero main character moment yep that kind of defeats your point because everybody at some point needs their main character yeah uh, they're, hero they're moment yep it's a story to be told and mm-hmm. it's like you want to tell a fun story and that means messing with the rules a little uh yep. it's also covering things that like the like you know uh whoever makes your rpg they're not going to cover everything right mm-hmm. so it's like well you know what i want to do this because you know it's like ryan said blobber or you know the black like these are great things that like let the player let the player and the dm also have fun as you did with like the, the negative i'm like that's mm-hmm. probably a lot of fun like blackthorn and the negative i'm like oh what mm-hmm. spin the wheel see what you got item of the week <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hope you got some ideas you might use in your own campaigns. Be sure to come back next week for the third and final installation of our Homebrew and You series.